0: welcome to the mbg podcast let's fire everybody
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode number four of the Message Board Geniuses podcast. This is Who's, and with me again this week are Casey and MBG.
2: How are we doing tonight? Doing great, Who's. Glad to be back.
3: I'm doing fantastic.
1: So week nine is now in the books. Casey Clemson was on a bye this week, uh, but we got some big news a little bit earlier tonight, right, about where you guys stand in the initial rankings?
2: Yeah, the initial rankings came out. Clemson snuck in there at number four. Obviously, I'm pretty certain the NCAA or whoever puts this out really just wants some people to talk about it and dispute it and everything. And this year, maybe Clemson's that team that people are disputing. But we'll take it. Keep winning and keep advancing. That's all they can do. You can't play these hypothetical Uh, Schedules that people want you to play You can only play who's on your schedule How about that for cliche to start the show
1: (laughs) That was some coach speak right there (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw a couple of TCU mini meltdowns On uh, the Twitter timeline after the rankings came out But that's what you said There's a lot of time left for all this stuff to shake out Uh, MBG, I think your Aggies of Utah State Were on a bye this week as well, right?
3: Correct, and they were not in the initial playoff rankings, <laughs>
1: <laughs> were they, they were just on the outside. But, like, right?
3: like Casey says, there's still a lot of season left to play.
1: Well, the good news about you guys both being on a bye is we have plenty of time to talk about my wahoos here at the start <laughs> of the show. Um, we had a scintillating 14 to 12 loss to Miami and in, in four overtimes. I don't know if you guys caught any of the game. I, I hope you
2: I, did not.
3: I tried. I really tried. I couldn't <laughs> do it. I, I couldn't do it, man. I'm sorry.
2: I often joke about cure for insomnia and I apologize to those other games because this <laughs> one was the cure for insomnia. Holy I mean,
1: ground. my timeline was full. It was actually kind of nice. It was Miami fans and UVA fans Coming together to declare how horrifying that entire game was, <laughs> as in real time, like as it was going on. A couple of little fun stats for you guys that I saw, kind of after that game. So this this one is courtesy of my Twitter friend Danny Neckel, who is a big uh, UVA stats guy. He said, over the past four years, uh, going into Saturday, college football teams were 252 and zero when giving up less than 275 yards and not allowing a touchdown. And uh, that record is now uh, 252-1, and thanks to UVA. We've now gone 107 minutes of gameplay since our last touchdown. And this is my favorite one. Last year, I don't know if you guys remember, we played BYU in just a crazy game where we scored five touchdowns in the second quarter. We scored six touchdowns in October. (laughs) (laughs) Things aren't going quite as well offensively as they did last year. Um, but we've got UNC, the South's oldest rivalry, uh, coming up this week. So uh, I would say maybe we'll turn things around. I'm just honestly, I'm just hoping we kind of keep it close. Yeah,
3: you're gonna need Drake. more than 12 points against UNC. I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's Drake May is uh, the truth. So I'm not. I don't have a whole lot of confidence. I think the line is seven and a half right now. And um, if you could bet in Maryland on. Mobile sports books, I would, uh, I'd be playing some heavy money on UNC. That line is pretty friendly, I the, think.
3: The line is what? Seven, Seven and, a and a
1: half. That's what one of my buddies said, which seemed incredibly oh. low to me. I mean, That's we're so at home, great. but still. I mean, it's, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't well, see it being that close.
3: MBG might get himself a new house after next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, so if it helps, so my degenerate doctor friend who I've talked to you guys about, uh, Dr. Jesse, is putting a lot of money on uh, on UNC, so, you know,
2: bet accordingly. It's seven and a half. Watch out for that hook, though. Who's going to know?
1: <laughs> All right, so that brings us to, we did this last week, and we're going to run it back again this week, our Genius of the Week well, you guys want to offer your uh, nominee up first? And and we described this last week. Each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, or conference. We did something particularly dumb last week, and then we're going to figure out which one was the actual genius of the week. So I'll Casey, go, first you go first again. All yeah, right. I'll
2: go first again. And I, I, I'm going a little off script. I don't have a player, coach, team, or conference. But I was watching the Notre Dame-Syracuse start of the game, this past weekend, and what I really liked is that in their opening package, they were talking about Syracuse quarterback Garrett Schrader and his 70-plus percent seventy plus percent completion percentage, and they were showing highlights, and he had two highlights against Clemson, a highlight against Virginia, and something else, and before they could even cut back to the game, or, or just when they cut back to the game, Notre Dame was a defensive player, was running into the end zone as Garrett Schrader threw his first ball of the day to Notre Dame, and it was 6 nothing. before you could blink. So my genius of the week is the ABC Sports, ESPN, ABC Sports commentators on that game.
1: I like that. I like, that was literally the first play of the game, right? After the- after the- Yes. Yeah. They
2: didn't even have, they didn't even start showing, they didn't, I didn't see the snap because they were still <laughs> showing like the- the highlight reel.
1: You just saw the Notre Dame guy running it in. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I thought it was part of the highlights, and then I <laughs> realized it was not. <laughs> All right, MBG, what you got?
3: Well, do you guys remember who my genius of the week was last week?
1: I believe it was the Ohio State fan base.
3: That is correct. So guess who my genius of the week is this week?
2: <laughs> the Penn State fan base.
3: No, Casey. It's the Ohio State fans.
1: <laughs> Context clues, man.
3: <laughs> some some people never learn, like just like just like Casey never learns. Ohio State fans apparently never learn. You remember last week? I think they fell behind to Iowa like seven to three, and they kind of started to panic and they were cussing CJ Stroud and Ryan Day. Well, this week they had a much tougher game against Penn State, and. At some points during the game, here are the Ohio State fans' reactions. Day needs to give up play calling. (laughs) I am losing all faith in Day. He has taken his quarterback and best wide receivers in the nation off the field for some reason. Just awful. Day coming up short in big game again. Day has turned into James Franklin. Ryan effing Day. We are going down. (laughs) Day sucks. All you can do is laugh at the stupidity of this team, and especially Ryan Day. Will Ryan Day lose the only good games on this schedule? I think so. He sucks. (laughs) Day sucks. It's over. Now, these came. This was not just one Ohio State message board. These were on several different Ohio State's message boards throughout the game, complaining about how terrible Ryan Day sucks. Do you guys know what Ryan Day's (laughs) record in the Big Ten is?
2: (laughs) I'm going to say good. (laughs) He's only lost once.
3: Yes, he's 28 and one in the Big Ten. He's 42 and four overall. They fall behind in one game at Penn State, who is a good team on the road, and all of a sudden, day is terrible. So, once again, I would have to say that the Ohio State fans are my geniuses of the week.
1: And didn't they put up 40 some points and average like 10 yards a play or something like that? (laughs) Yes.
3: Yeah, that's, like, that's like
1: three games for us. I mean, that's... but they were
3: behind for a portion of that game, which oh, okay. apparently is completely unacceptable. And you can never come from behind and win. I mean, <laughs> once, you, once you get behind, it is over. We should that's all know so that by great. now.
2: So great.
1: That's that's a solid one. So that that could be a running bit, right? That's uh.
3: <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's starting to look that way. I, you know, I don't.
1: All right. So uh, for my genius of the week, I'm going with Stanford University uh, this week for its treatment of its lovably creepy mascot, the Stanford tree. Now, if you all saw anything about this. The tree recently went out on the field during a game holding a giant banner that said Stanford hates fun. And uh, Stanford then proceeded to prove the tree correct by suspending it indefinitely. And I think part of why I find this so amusing is the three of us were in a group chat with the Stanford tree. I believe you guys were both in the chat when I think he exited in a huff and in emoji form threatened to shoot the genitals off the, uh, the person who ran the group chat. (laughs) So I personally have a lot of love for the Stanford tree. Apparently he is uh, the tree. The mascot himself is still going to be in play Uh, tree. Number 43 said on Twitter that he's coming out of retirement to fill the role through the winter, when apparently tree number forty-four will be reinstated, bad move by Stanford. I think the tree is awesome, so that's who I got.
2: I, I love the fact that it was that all he said was Stanford hit, it's fun, and then gets suspended. I mean, that is just <laughs> the irony behind that is is astounding.
3: I would agree so, with him. Stanford does seem like a bit of a wet blanket, so I would agree with him. <laughs>
1: All right. So, who do you guys think out of those three?
2: Ohio State fan.
3: I'd go with the defending
2: champs again, not just because yeah. I nominated them, but I mean,
1: no, I think you win again, man. Let's, you, you got two in a row here. You're on a streak.
2: Yeah. We'll try again next week.
1: Yeah. We'll see what we can come up with. Yeah.
3: You guys got to come up with better material. I'm just going to keep rolling <laughs> out Ohio State fans. Every <laughs> I'm
1: going to have to go to the message boards. Damn it. All right, so we're going to transition now into the the message board post for this week. And um, speaking of geniuses, we had an actual message board genius for our first post, right, MBG?
3: Yeah, you know, I think some people think that the term message board geniuses only refers to geniuses in a sarcastic sense, but it can also refer to actual geniuses. And from time to time, you will find an actual genius – on the message board, and we found one um, this week—a legend in the making, I would dare say. We and we've talked a lot about Auburn. This was on the Auburn message board, and we've all been really just waiting for the the hammer to drop on Brian Harson, and it finally did this week, and uh, which was yesterday, Monday, um, this week. And Brian Harson—I think the tweets of Brian Harson actually being fired broke. A little bit before noon on Monday, and a little bit before that, I found a post on the Bunker, which is an Auburn message board, from a poster named Fat Tom Twenty Two, who quickly became a legend because this was sometime around eight a.m. I'm talking Central Time here. He posts a post that says Harson gone today around eleven, LFG let's f and go <laughs> which obviously got all of Auburn the message boards pumped up which if you look at the time frame if the tweets break right around noon um, he was probably right on on the time frame of it being at 11 o'clock so fat Tom um, <laughs> broke the news early that Brian Harson was going to be fired and that quickly spread and obviously he's lauded now on the Auburn message boards as. <laughs> as the premier genius. And so that prompted two other message board posts in that thread, which I thought were were funny. One was um, by another poster named Locked On who said, I will name my next child after Fat Tom 22.
1: <laughs> it's got to be Fat Tom 22 though, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, how many Fat Toms are going to be running around Auburn in, <laughs> I a mean, year from now?
1: Yeah. More than 22.
3: Oh, easily, easily. And then there was one more post um, from another poster. This that, that was uh, his name is C M A C A U, and his post was updated Auburn Mount Rushmore, Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley, Cam Newton, and of course Fat Tom Twenty Two. <laughs> All the Auburn greats. On the Mount Rushmore,
2: <laughs> it's funny to me that that this gentleman was able to break this because on message boards that everyone knows someone who knows someone who has an inside scoop. You know, we've talked about it on this show before. We've talked about it in some of our pre-show before. But that Tom is the hero we didn't knew know we needed. This <laughs> is this is just brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: And yeah. he didn't brag about his connections, right? He just he just said.
2: It's happening. He cut yeah. out the BS yeah. and just put it out there.
3: Which I, I'm always interested in message message board posters who, because there's always message board posters who claim to be in the know. And I think there's probably some that are sometimes. There's some who obviously aren't but pretend to be. And I think there are some who are smart enough to not necessarily be in the know, but they can take bits and pieces of information that they – know is legitimate and piece it together and come up with uh, what is ultimately turns out to be the truth. Um, And I'm not sure which of these categories fat Tom 22 falls into, but (laughs) I think he's always going to be a hero amongst the uh, Auburn fans. I would think because he really predicted the moment that they've all been waiting for since the beginning. Well, since midway through last season, I think
1: (laughs) it's after like game four, something like that. Speaking of that, did you all see a tweet where somebody referred to Harson as the worst football coach in the history of Auburn and Harson's former assistant liked it, which I thought was just it brought the whole Ooh. thing like <laughs> full circle, right? Um, that was pretty awesome.
3: What I find funny about it is he came, I mean, he had Alabama beat last year. If Tank Bigsby doesn't go out of bounds, they probably beat Alabama and then I mean, he probably survives one one year, don't you think? I mean, that was probably good enough to bring him, take him through this year. Yeah. I mean, he was I that mean, close. Yeah. yeah. Interesting uh, how quickly things turn and how thin the line is between uh, being a, a good coach and a terrible coach, the worst coach in Auburn's history.
1: And somebody else posted a, a top – Brian Harson's top ten wins at Auburn, but there only, it only went to nine, which <laughs> – <laughs>
3: Yeah, Stop. I'm guessing they weren't great.
1: All right, so who do you, who do you guys think is going to be the next coach? That's the big question, right?
3: Yeah, well, I saw – I've seen lots of things on the message boards. Of course, I've seen Urban Meyer, which I doubt happens. Obviously, Dion Sanders is the one. I saw today that Auburn – some Auburn fans wanted to start a petition to have everyone sign and send up to the university that they hire Dion Sanders – Um, they've been saying you freeze for quite some time. The funniest one I think would be Bill O'Brien. I think Alabama
1: fans would be happy about that. Don't you? I mean, the ones who I've seen on
3: Twitter
2: talking about O'Brien.
3: Yeah. And then there's Lane Kiffin would be the other one that I've heard.
2: I I think you're forgetting one MBG. Oh no. Who? The gentleman has SEC coaching experience. He's developed two, one really good NFL quarterback, one not so good NFL quarterback, but a good college quarterback, Chad Morris.
3: Oh, Chad Morris! Yeah, that. Would, I wonder how he'd do in the SEC.
2: I think he, I think he's he's wallowing in some Southwest Texas high school league right now. But I mean, he's got the experience.
1: He's got the resume. The I, also, I also
3: did see some Texas a fans propose that they would just give Jimbo. <laughs> <the audience.
1: laughs> That's very kind of them to offer Jimbo up like that.
3: That would at least get him to eight and four, probably.
2: <laughs> um, That's the ceiling.
3: <laughs> probably. So those are the names I've heard.
1: Um, I mean, Freeze seems like such a good fit, don't you think? I mean, just for a bunch of reasons.
3: If I were to bet all the money that I'm about to win when I bet against <laughs> North Carolina, I would put it I would put it all on Q-Freeze. And that's going to be a lot of money.
2: <laughs> Is that I'm after you. you win the Powerball, too, or no?
3: <laughs> I don't even need to play the Powerball after North Carolina pays off. <laughs> so there was another pretty big game this weekend that had a bit of a crazy ending. The Michigan-Michigan State game. Did you guys see that one?
1: So the game and the aftermath. Yep.
3: Yeah. So I guess the game itself wasn't really that much of of an entertaining game, but the aftermath that you're talking about was pretty great, Um, which I think we all know what happened there. A little bit of a melee in the tunnel, which I didn't realize that Michigan only has one tunnel for both teams to go up. In fact, I saw something someone posted on the Michigan board that they probably would have been ranked in the playoff rankings if they had more than one tunnel. But <laughs> they were they were one tunnel short um, right. of being ranked in the top four.
1: That's why they're outside the top four. Yeah, not enough tunnels.
3: So obviously Michigan being involved in something like that against Michigan State drew the ire of two separate fan bases. Could you guess what those fan bases might be?
2: Mm-hmm. Ohio State.
3: Ohio State. They didn't really have a dog in this fight, but I guess if Michigan's involved, they do have
1: a dog in the fight, right? Always. Well, I'm assuming Penn State is still angry about this.
3: <laughs> yeah, the other one's actually Michigan State, who I guess did have a dog in the
1: fight. Oh, right, right, right.
3: But there was an Ohio State fan who saw this, this melee happen, and he immediately thought that maybe Jim Harbaugh should be charged with a crime. Um, he thinks here, and who's, we're going to get some legal expertise from already,
1: ma'am. because
3: yep. the, Ohio, the Ohio state fans and the Michigan state fans were on the same wavelength. So he thinks Jimbo should be incited be charged with inciting a riot. He even went so far as to look up a Michigan penal code section. Um, that defines uh, inciting a riot and he cites it in his post here it says that it is unlawful and constitutes incitement to riot for a person or persons intending to cause or to aid or abet the institution or maintenance of a riot to do an act or engage in conduct that urges other persons to commit acts of unlawful force or violence and then Who's as you know, with the law, you always take the law and then you try to apply some facts to the law. So he's got some facts here that he thinks uh, will lead Jim Harbaugh to being charged with inciting a riot. And he has a he looks at a video of the riot and he says, The video shows Harbaugh dialing up plays which were intended to run up the score in the game's final minutes. The video shows a fight breaking out between the two teams at the end of the game. The video shows Michigan players mocking the Michigan State players by waving to them as the latter enter the tunnel. The video shows Michigan players 22 and 1 following the exiting Michigan State players into the tunnel. Player 1 is skipping, indicating mockery towards the MSU players. And then finally, he lists some more. Uh, things that I'd like to see happen, he says. Harbaugh should be questioned by the authorities at Michigan, its campus police, and by Ann Arbor police. Why did two of his players enter enter the tunnel with Michigan State? Did Harbaugh instigate the melee? Did Harbaugh send players twenty two and one into the tunnel? Harbaugh should be liable. <laughs>
2: there's a For lot Michigan, to unpack there.
1: There's a lot going on. Yeah.
3: There is a lot to impact. The Michigan State Post, I'm not going to read it all, but he basically comes to the same conclusion, but he didn't go through the uh, pain of actually looking up the penal code. He just looked up the word sight on um, the dictionary, which he says insight is a noun, um, which means the action <laughs> of provoking unlawful behavior, or urging someone to behave unlawfully, the act of encouraging to do or feel something unpleasant or violent, and then he says, would would someone please get this to the AD, Mel Tucker, and the Board of Trustees and the Big Ten Commissioners to exculpate you University of Michigan, as well as any and all law enforcement entities involved?
2: <laughs>
1: Whew.
3: Yeah. That's
2: a... Uh... So we'll need a couple lawyers to, to get through this. Yeah, so
1: I I, I've given this caveat before. I've, I've never done any criminal law, but I did take it in law school. So I feel completely qualified, at least as qualified as uh, <laughs> these two guys. I think under any definition of incitement of a riot, I think um, skipping and waving have to be considered hardcore incitement. Um <laughs> You know, certainly I am sure that Harbaugh ordered them, uh, uh, what, number 22 and number one to uh, to skip and to wave, knowing that that would lead to this vicious melee. So, you know, certainly I think he can be held responsible for that and anything related to that. I think my favorite part was when the first guy, I think, as evidence of the incitement of a riot, actually referred to the riot itself. He said that the incitement. While well, there was a big melee where you know Michigan State guys were you know beating the crap out of these Michigan guys, so clearly that's incitement by Harbaugh. I'm not really sure that holds together very well, but yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we have a couple of potential uh, DAs in the making here, getting pretty creative with the law.
3: Well, you forgot about the whole fact that Jim Harma was calling plays that were designed to run <laughs> up the score. So essentially, under this guy's definition, if someone runs up the score, skips, waves, there's some legal justification at that right. point <laughs> to start That's a, a melee. A right.
1: mm-hmm.
3: You're totally justified in starting a melee, and then you can just uh, criminally charge the guy who ran up the score or waved, or instructed someone to waive or skip. Uh, I think they're onto something. My favorite is the Michigan State guy who says, Hey, someone needs to send this dictionary defi- definition of the word insight to the AD, to the Board of Trustees, and to the Big Ten Commissioner, just so he knows what Webster <laughs> has to say about insight.
1: In case, right, in case they've never seen this word before,
2: right? Um, My degree says English on it, but I have no idea what exculpate means. So, Uh, that's where he lost me like a couple weeks ago we had a physics degree now i need a law degree i mean i just came on here to talk some sports so
1: exculpatory evidence is evidence that essentially shows that you didn't do something and so i I, i'm not sure that he's using it properly here because he's saying (laughs) that you know this uh, the big 10 commissioner to exculpate university of michigan i'm not i don't think that's exactly what he's looking to do but his heart's in the right place you know i, I understand what is
2: what he's going <laughs> this for was here. a heck of an effort he put yeah. in a lot of effort this <laughs>
1: well, the,
3: the fact that he says inside is a noun tells you that he probably right. a real strong grasp of the english language um, so not surprisingly that contextually he didn't use exculpate correctly but
1: so- I actually did a little research for this one. Would you guys like to hear a fun fact that I think adds another layer to this? Oh, Do you know how many yeah. tunnels the Michigan state stadium has? I'll Uh-oh, give you one. Many? guess: How many tunnels?
3: One tunnel. One.
1: They have one tunnel. So what the hell, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, I, what am I missing about the whole tunnel controversy? It's like the tunnel suddenly went bad. You know what I mean? Like, Michigan's had one tunnel for, I mean, that stadium has been there for how long? A hundred years, something like that. I mean, so I'm, I'm not there- sure this is a Harbaugh problem, but, you know, they probably do need a separate tunnel for uh, Mel Tucker's swag. But other than that, I think, <laughs> I think they should be in good shape. <laughs>
3: well, there was also a video of Mel Tucker slapping a fan's hand. I don't know um, who incited that. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it wasn't um, anyone on Michigan State sideline, for sure.
1: <laughs> All right, so we'll have to keep an eye on this one, right? For yeah. any uh, criminal charges pending against Harbaugh. Yeah.
3: You guys want to stay in the Big Ten? Yeah. So uh, we talked about Ohio State. We talked about Michigan. So let's talk about probably the next best team in the Big Ten, which is Illinois. And they beat Nebraska over the weekend. And there's a post on the Nebraska board that I thought was funny. Um, and apparently the Nebraska fans were somewhat uh, impressed with Brett Bielema, um, who's the Illinois coach. So there was a post on the Nebraska Rivals board uh, that said this. It says, Bert is fatter than ever. By the way, <laughs> anytime anyone calls Brett Bielema Bert, I'll almost always want to post that, that uh, message is funny. For some reason it gets me every time. So he says, Bert is fatter than ever. Bert must be on the Mangino plan. Also didn't kick our asses bad as usual. No jet sweeps. Bert is fat and a good coach, but that adult diabetes will hurt him in the long run. Go big red.
1: So, do I need to say the three magic words that we've been talking about over and over in these podcasts? Fat coach renaissance. I'm telling you,
2: yeah. going back to the glory
1: days of the 2000s, man.
2: And look what Illinois is doing quietly. Yeah, the the leader in the West, seven and one. They're winning games, and they got a fat coach. I mean, it's heaven. <laughs>
3: I mean, it's not coincidence, right? No. Their uh, renaissance um, coincides with Burt being fatter than ever.
1: (laughs) It's a direct correlation.
3: And and apparently the only thing that's going to stop Illinois is uh, adult onset diabetes (laughs) at this point.
1: (laughs) I I will say that, though, that saying that he's on the Mangino plan is an insult to Mangino. Right, I mean, oh yeah, I, I don't think he, I don't think he's quite at that level yet. He's got time to get there, but you
3: know, I mean, he's on the Mangino plan, like I'm on the LeBron James plan. Like, <laughs> I mean, I shoot a few it's a good,
2: plan. It's you know, a good plan. I'll shoot a few
3: jumpers every now and then. Um, so he's got a ways to go before he's really uh, hit Mark Mangino level.
2: Is it only me, or does any time that you hear the word diabetes, does it have to come from Wilfred Brimley's diabetes?
1: It has to. It's <laughs> diabetes.
2: So I didn't mean to derail. So just every time oh, once does, that word came up, and, and you and you almost skipped a little bit of beat there, MBG, it. <laughs> it was immediate. It was immediate. I wish I had the power to be able to, you know, dub over us and just have that in there. <laughs> I
1: I love Nebraska fans. I I said this to you guys before, and I just love this whole post that it that it ends with GBR. Just, mm-hmm. it's just you know, like anything ends with that. I think it's awesome. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yep. Go Big Red. Well, speaking of coaches, uh, we got a little bit of a debate uh, down in the SEC. There's a lot of good coaches in the SEC. And an LSU fan uh, has a debate about which which one of these coaches in the SEC is the best. I would have thought it was kind of a no-brainer, but um, apparently that is not the case. So a friend, a friend of ours from Tiger Rant, and it's not the boat. It's another poster named General Sherman who says, Is Kelly a better coach than Saban? Now, keep in mind, at some point in the season, I think most of LSU fans, and I think our friend Joy, when she comes on here later, might correct me here, but a good majority of LSU fans were about ready to kick Kelly to the curb. um, And not anymore. (laughs) This guy says, is Kelly a better coach than Saban? He had a higher winning percentage at at Northern schools than Saban. He is having a better first year in the SEC than Saban. He's going to beat Saban in November and force him into retirement. (laughs) He'll make it to an SEC championship (laughs) a year earlier than Saban did, making him marginally better. Kelly is the better coach and our dynasty is beginning while theirs is ending. So,
2: I can appreciate the loyalty, though. I can appreciate the excitement. I, I, you know, are they crazy? Maybe, but I can appreciate it. Go, go, Tiger rant. And I am surprised it's not our friend the boat because he probably posted twenty-nine to thirty other ones. But you know, I, I, I'm all right with General Sherman here. So, fan base.
3: So he's part of his base. He says that's he's Kelly's having a better. First year in the SEC than Saban Which might actually be true I mean we got to see how this Plays out but I think Saban was 8-4 and his first year in the SEC And Brian Kelly is 6-2 and Right now so he might Be right there Um, He says he's going to beat Saban in November We'll we'll find that out soon enough And there's a big
1: jump between Sentence 2 and 3 right like he stuck To the facts the first two sentences And then (laughs) I think well, it's a little bit uh, creative, starting with the third sentence.
3: <laughs> yeah, two two big jumps here. One, that he's going to beat Saban in November, which will be next week, or this week, I should say, and force, force Saban into retirement. Um, <laughs> and then he says he'll make it to an SEC championship a year earlier than Saban did. Do you know what year in the SEC Saban made the SEC championship game?
2: I'm cheating, but it's year two.
3: Year two, which means that Brian Kelly's going to have to do it this year, which I guess if he beats Saban on um, Saturday, he'll have the inside track there. Yeah. Um, so possible. And then, um, you know, he says that their dynasty is going to begin while Alabama's is ending. I guess that's TBD, uh, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a jump, right? What's LSU? Six and two?
3: Six and two right now.
1: Yep. Alabama's – seven and one. I mean, that doesn't, I think they're seven and one. That doesn't, I'm not sure that means their dynasty is coming to an end. I mean, like Kelly's a great coach, but mm-hmm. these these last few sentences are doing a lot of work in this guy's argument, right? I mean, yeah. As far as, as what he's hoping is going to happen. And I mean, LSU has got everything you need to become one of those programs again, but six and two might be a little bit early to start talking about dynasties. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong.
3: Well, I looked up Saban's record at LSU. His record at LSU was forty-eight and sixteen. So um Kelly's on pace to maybe match that. Mm-hmm. I would almost I could almost make an argument to support what this guy is saying. Absent one fact. Well, really six facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Semantic. One or six. Right.
3: And that would be the number of national championships that Nick Saban's won. I'm not sure how how you make an argument that somebody with zero national championships is better than somebody with six. Saban has six, right? Yes, at
2: least. And
3: I, and I know Brian Kelly has some at uh, where he coached,
1: whether it was D2 or FCS.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 he does.
1: Did Dancing factor into his analysis, do you think? Is that – because I mean you could put that in Kelly's column, probably, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, I mean I guess there is more to coaching than wins and losses in national championships. <laughs> Creepily so, dancing with
1: recruits. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd say he's got the edge on Sabin there. Number of One, spins two. on that
3: two. Yeah. But how many spins on that purple wheel has Sabin taken with the recruit? <laughs> None. So, I mean,
1: see? You know, see, now it's starting to even out a little bit, right? All I right. guess if
3: if we go outside of that scope of just wins and losses, and we start to consider other things, um, you got
1: to get creative, man.
3: I think I think so, but I, it's kind of hard to justify uh, justify them when you consider national championships. But who knows? Brian Those Kellogg, two national
2: championships at Grand Valley State, you know, means something. MBG, don't don't. Don't sleep on them.
3: <laughs> I won't. Let's give him credit. So it's six to two.
2: Six to two,
1: all right.
3: In the national championship column. But then I guess we could count NFL wins, which would <laughs> save and have two, three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he ruined my life as a Dolphin fan. He ruined my life. Could have had Drew Brees.
3: It's going to be an interesting game on Saturday. If they beat him on Saturday, then, hey, maybe we're, maybe he's on the way.
2: Then we're looking hard at Alabama message boards next week. That's what we're doing. That's right.
3: Yeah, we are. I know LSU message boards have been fairly confident this week. So we'll see how it plays out.
1: All right. So, guys, we're going to once again have our weekly joy, bring our friend of the podcast, Joy Daly, in here to – Pick a post for us to talk about. I'm guessing it, it might be SEC related. I could be mistaken. It's always well,
0: SEC related. Yeah, well, but, yeah I mean, Appleism I just right? had to sit there and listen to that whole conversation. That was brutal. You barely made any faces or anything. I was impressed. I <laughs> was trying really hard. General Sherman needs to be quiet for starters because she make <laughs> LSU fans look bad. Um, you message, haven't
2: met the boat yet.
0: thank god
3: joy can you defend this guy's post that brian kelly is a better coach than nick saban
0: no (laughs) Oh,
3: (laughs) i I wanted you to do it i wanted you to
0: show
1: it no i i respect that
0: so here's the thing i'm fiercely loyal but i am fiercely realistic at the same time and i i think he would have had a better argument if he said like is there a chance that Brian Kelly could potentially be better than Nick Saban? But for you to just come out and lay a blanket statement that he's better without actually having any statistical proof to back it up is the most LSU thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so. <laughs> stop while you're a head pleat. We already get enough about how bad we are at education and these message boards just continue to prove it. And I don't really appreciate that. And then I have to come on here and try to defend the indefensible. It just isn't really fair to me.
3: Well, maybe General Sherman will be LSU's Fat Tom 22.
0: You know, I hope he's right. You know, I really, I appreciate the confidence of all these LSU fans that are like 100% convinced that we're beating Alabama this weekend. I am not 100% convinced. I just think it's absolutely idiotic to ever go into a Bama game with 100% confidence that you're going to beat Alabama. I mean, at the end of the day, they're Alabama, and it's Nick Saban. And I don't – I think it's absolutely moronic to go in with just insanely blind confidence. But, you know, I guess we're just so we, – we're just used to being traumatized. So what's another one? You know,
2: one? like <laughs> doubling down.
1: Just Speaking, down by experience that you can't at least be hopeful for this for this win. So
0: you know who's not hopeful? <laughs> Florida football.
2: Ooh.
0: Um I was looking at the Florida Mustard Sports and I just have to I just need to talk. We just need to have a quick heart to heart from one SEC school to another. So this poster, Gator Randy posted and said, Hey Billy. The team you put together is an embarrassment to the University of Florida and to all the fans that have fought and cried trying to defend you. This is about as poor an effort as I've seen by any team this year. I was one of your biggest fans, and now I am done with you. After all your BS analysis and extra hours and micromanagement, this is the product you bring to university. This is our biggest rival, and you couldn't even motivate them to take the field with confidence the reason for that is because now your players on offense no longer believe in your scheme. You try to play the scared type to keep away with your offense. This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and none of the players even think they can score. I've seen this before with the Mush <laughs> Muschamp's offense, and that's why the blank he was fired. The only question I have is, does anyone on the site have the guts to present Billy with this post? Oh, Gator Randy. i love gator randy well gator randy is about to get a reality check and that is that for starters like your first point is hey billy this team you put together is an embarrassment um this is not necessarily a team that billy napier put together like he kind of inherited (laughs) this team so you're for like you just immediately off the bat, your argument's invalid. You're it's just immediately wrong. <laughs> and I know that that's not what you want to hear, Gator Randy. I know that this is painful for you to deal with. I also think it's absolutely asinine to assume that a coach is going to come in and your program is immediately going to go 10 and 2 and be a college football playoff contender. That's just not the way it works. And the really funny thing that I, I find with the typical message board posters is they're, you know, they're typically like. Of the older generation that loves to bash millennials and X. Hey. Just let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. And they love to be like, y'all are in the instant gratification era. You just pick up your phone and you get everything you want at the drop of a hat. Well, Gatorandy, that is what you want with Florida football. That is what you want. You wanted to hire Billy Napier and he was just going to immediately fix all your problems. Everything was going to go away. You were just magically going to be this incredible team. And that is not the way that it works. You also play Georgia. Like it's not like you played a bad team.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
3: Do you want me to tell you my two favorite things with this post?
2: Yeah. The okay, first,
3: wait. the first one, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but he calls Will Muschamp Will Mischamp. <laughs> <laughs> Which if it was accidental, it's funny. If it was intentional, it's still funny. And the next, and the, the the best part is that he says, the only question I have is does anyone on this site have the nuts to present Billy with this post? Like he suspects some dude, some dude on the message board to print this out and walk into Billy Napier's office and just toss this post down there and say, look at what Gator Randy's got to say, Billy. <laughs>
1: Peter well, Randy them. doesn't have the nut to present Billy with this post, apparently.
2: Right? <laughs> we can get the Missouri fan that was sending emails to Eli Drinkwitz That's to right. help Gator Randy find an email address for Billy Napier.
3: I think that he wanted more than just an email, and probably even more than certified mail. I think he wanted someone actually walk in and present this personal to delivery, Billy. Mm-hmm. like a courier or something.
2: So do you think personal delivery will put the certified mail out of business?
0: I hope uh, not. I bought stock and certified mail. last
1: week. <laughs> we, have, we have these hot tips. We had certified mail last week. We got UNC giving seven and a half to Virginia this week. We're going to make people rich, man.
3: Uh, if people If people take our advice, I mean.
1: By the way, speaking of Will Muschamp. Does anyone catch more strays on message boards than Will Muschamp? <laughs> that dude is so universally disliked, it seems like, by every message board poster out there. It kills me for some reason.
2: It's funny that his name's not coming up for any of these jobs either. I guess he's done. He's, he's good with being a defensive analyst for Georgia.
3: Right? Hasn't, hasn't he coasted like every SEC school already? Pretty much. Has he, has he coasted LSU yet, Joy? Yes. He has? Everybody's got their Will, will Mischamp <laughs> terms? Champ. So it's my understanding that as you read this, at some point LSU fans wanted to hire Billy Napier. Isn't that true?
0: I don't know that LSU fans, fans wanted to hire Billy Napier. I think there was this little bit of a love affair with him being like 45 minutes away and he was a Louisiana coach. But I also think LSU fans weren't necessarily impressed with like what he had done. And he went on a local radio show in Baton Rouge and like kind of begged for the job a little bit. And everyone was kind of like, where's this coming from? Like, you shouldn't have to beg. Like, if you're you're that guy, like, we're going to pursue you. You don't have to go on a radio show and beg. And so there was a lot and then there were some just bitter Louisiana people that were like, he's a Louisiana guy. We should have hired him. And I'm like, we just got rid of a Louisiana guy. Like, that's not what matters.
1: Of the Louisiana guy. Like, right? we just
0: had the epitome of our state as our coach now. Like, I need y'all to calm down. <laughs> I, I just, I think there was, a, there was a lot of like just the love affair of him being a Louisiana guy and what he had done down the road. And, and we were impressed with what he did at Louisiana Lafayette, but – it doesn't necessarily translate. That's what I've said to a lot of my my friends that are Florida fans that have asked me, like, how do you feel about the hire? And I'm like, I get that he was really good in the Sun Belt, but that doesn't necessarily translate into being good in the SEC. And he did win. Like, he lost some games in the Sun Belt. He really shouldn't have lost. Uh, I do think it's not fair to base his first year. Like, that's not – I don't know that that's the trajectory of the program after one year. I don't think that's fair. I think you need – probably two to three years to really see what he's going to do. But I was not convinced he was an SEC level coach. And I think, again, the LSU fans that really love SEC football were also convinced of that. And that's why I think he wanted to be the LSU coach more than LSU fans really wanted him to be the LSU coach. And I think that it all played out the way that it was supposed to. And it was a hard night for all the LSU should have hired Billy Napier crowd when Brian Kelly went into the swamp and laid the hammer down. So
3: It was a rough week for Billy down there. Not only did Georgia beat him, but a couple days before that, they lost a five-star recruit that they all had anticipated they would get, and there was a two huge meltdowns on the Florida board. Both I think it was maybe like Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday when they lost the recruit, and then after they lost to Florida, it was a whole a whole week almost of melting down for florida fans um, it wasn't good for the guy they call sunbelt billy for sure by the way that's my fate one of my favorite nicknames for a coach is sunbelt billy uh,
1: I hopefully mean, he'll grow out as, of that nickname not as good as fat phil but you know it, it's still pretty solid
3: <laughs> For bert
1: uh,
3: <laughs> those are my favorite so what's your prediction this weekend joy
0: i think that oh i don't know. I, I I think LSU is going to hang in there. And I think that if I've learned anything from this LSU team, it's that like being, being down and, and going into the second half down by points doesn't necessarily mean a loss. Um, I think as much as it is about talent and things of that nature, I think LSU almost has a culture that struggles when Alabama shows up. It's like a, it's a mind thing with LSU and Joe Burrow was able to get us over that hump, but I don't know that Brian Kelly's embedded in our culture that we have the capabilities of beating them. As much as I would love to go in super hopeful, I'm not. I think, I think Bama wins by two scores probably, if not more than that. I just think I'm as much, I I mean, I, I hope, I hope that I'm wrong with all of my heart. I hope that I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sold and, I mean, Bama's gone to battle with the best of the best this season and hung in there. And, I mean, if you look at what – if you just are looking at this season, I mean, you look at the Tennessee-Alabama game and how much that was a battle, and then you look at the Tennessee-LSU game and you're like, that wasn't even fun to – I turned it off after halfway through the second quarter. I couldn't even watch it. It hurt so bad. So, I'm not –
2: Don't let the transitive property rule you.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to All I know is that there are going to be 100,000 Cajuns drunk off their butts on Saturday night in Death Valley. And if we do lose, half of them won't remember it. And that's just the way that we roll. So
1: That's how LSU
2: rolls.
3: Yeah. It's going to be a wild night, it sounds like.
2: Well, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. I think Thank most you. of the country is pulling for you. Oh, yeah. Maybe outside of South Bend, Indiana. Let's screw them this weekend and they're so
0: mad they're so mad i already saw a message board poster tonight saying lol lsu's number 10 in the college football playoff rankings i'm like are y'all still bitter you're still upset (laughs) what is your obsession with brian kelly he's not there anymore move (laughs) on go celebrate your players coach just enjoy your win you haven't had many this year
3: well we're going to find out a lot this weekend between lsu alabama Tennessee, Georgia, and uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. It's gonna be an interesting weekend. Fun. All
2: right,
1: another separation Saturday. All right, so I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. And as always, we'll see you next time, losers.